listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Nikki and Kyrie, we are here until midnight. And then it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you folks. I've been looking forward to talking to you all day. As I tweeted out at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7. This is a special throwback Thursday. Okay. This is a special throwback Thursday to all the first responders. I am dedicating throwback Thursday musically to you. Just tweet, tweet us. At Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, your favorites. And we'll try to get them on for you tonight just as our way of saying thank you for all that you're doing. Our way of saying thank you for not being dramatic, but putting your life in your hands because that's what you're doing. Trying to save the rest of us. So we thank you for that. Our Twitter poll question, and I want to hear this from you also at 1-800-919-3776. So a number of you have been home with your kids. Kids have been out of school and you've been home because of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So I want to find out what have you learned about your kids since all of you have been home the past few weeks? What have you learned about your kids since all of them have been home the past few weeks? Nickip09 says how much they eat. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I was chatting with some friends who, who said that um, he's got two kids and he's got three kids and he's yelling out the window, <laughs> screaming, trying to, because, you know, the, um, the, the issues of trying to negotiate possession. It's mine. No, it's mine. It's mine. No, it's mine. No, it's yours. It's mine. Ah! So those things. Or, has it been something pleasurable? Have you learned something about your kids positively that you didn't know? Is it, have you just enjoyed the time since so many of you have been, you know, handling that situation inside? I want to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. At the bottom of the hour, Jay Bromley will join us. We'll get his thoughts. He was a defensive tackle for the DC defenders of the XFL. Of course, you guys remember him as a former Giant. He was drafted in the third round of the 2014 NFL Draft. Played played Syracuse, played college football at Syracuse, so he's an orange. And plus, we want to find out how he's dealing with it because he's a parent as well. So we got a number of things on the table for you. Plus, uh, I, I'm very, very curious, very curious to hear, and we'll share that story with you next hour. It's a story about Joe Montana. And what his thoughts are about Tom Brady leaving New England. So we got a jam-packed edition for you tonight. Let's go to the phones to see what's cooking. 1-800-919-3776. Jim is in Jersey. Hey, Jim, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. Hey, what's up, Jim? Uh, I was just wondering what your opinions are on the shortened season, if the MLB has one. Well, Jim, here's what we know, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. There will be a shortened season. And the question is going to be, how short is it going to be? Will they be able to play 100 games? Will they be able to play 80 games? Will they be able to play 50 games? How short will the season be? That's the question it's going to be. And we won't know that yet. We're not going to know that until we see when the pandemic starts to slide downward. All right, right now it's still moving up. 
as Governor Cuomo announced in his press conference today, you've got a scenario where the the amount of people tested and the amount the amount of people tested is is rising, but also because of that, the amount of people with the virus is also rising. Okay, so you've got that scenario, those two things going on right now. Major League Baseball has a plan in place. There could be a scenario where, if agreed, according to Rob Manfred uh, appearing on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt last night on ESPN, that they could go with the fact of the Major League players saying they will play some doubleheaders so they can try to get as many games in the short period of time as possible. The question is going to be, how will they structure their postseason? And how will it go? Will it be a postseason like uh, an NCAA tournament where you won the 16 of that scenario? Will it be a regular postseason in the form of X amount of games? How would they decide? All that is going to be determined once you figure out how long your regular season is going to be. And you can't determine that until you figure out when it's going to start. And so there are a number of different game plans that they have, but they're not going to know until we see what's happening with this virus. And until this virus starts to decline in the United States, which we found out today, unfortunately, now there are we're leading the world. So, you know, it, we just don't know when that's going to be. So it's going to take some time before we can figure out what's going to happen. So as far as, you know, whether you, whether it's going to be a short series, whether it's going to be a long series, nobody knows yet. I mean, Rob Manfred has some ideas. There's some game things in place, but, uh, right now, uh, not sure. Not sure. It's ironic, uh, that you mentioned that because, you know, Roger Goodell, according to Pro Football Talk, has a Thursday night memo explains that any team or league employee who publicly discusses the league's decision to proceed with the draft on April 23 to 25 will be subject to disciplinary action. Oh. Oh. In other words, we don't want you talking about our business out of school. And I, and I can appreciate that to a point because I think he, much like what we were just talking about with baseball, He also is not sure about what's going to happen because they will believe they and they will follow what's happening with, once again, the same thing that's going on with the rest of us. If something should happen where the numbers go up more, they'll have to make a decision whether they're going to move the draft. We already know that it's been moved from Las Vegas. So, what the, what the draft will look like, where the draft will be, all that is just, you know, up up in the air right now. It is just, it is hard for sports fans, I know. It is very hard for you to be in a scenario where you're normally used to seeing a schedule and you know how many games are played and you know how often your team normally plays and you know who they play. And to have all that information normally at your fingertips, this is what you're used to. This is what has been the normal for you. This is what your thought process has been all the time that I know definitely what is going on with my team and what's going to happen. Not right now. Not right now. That's not what's going on. 
we are all in a holding pattern. We are all simply guessing at what may happen. We all just have no clue. And so it's pure speculation as to what may happen. But I mean, the rumor mills and sources have been going crazy with you know, the NBA stretching until the summer, maybe for their championship round. I mean, you know, I mean, we, you, we've talked about it. You've heard it. It's just been wild. All the different speculation, all the different ideas, all the different things that could happen. So nobody knows right now. And the leagues, however, are trying to get a handle and putting things in place. For, so when they get the word, they'll be able to do what they need to do in a timely fashion to try and be as normal as possible under the circumstances that you have. That's why you're seeing Major League Baseball talking about, okay, it's going to take us about three weeks to a month to get our players ready and set. So let's say we're able to start April, which I don't see that happening. But let's say the players were able to start to get them ready in April to be prepared in May. Okay, so if we go from May to, you know, we go from May, that's really just a month. So we could do that. So we lose, what, 20 games maybe? Okay, so we have 140 games, or we have 120 games, or we have 100 games. That's where that whole thing is going to go. 1-800-919-3776. couple of things on the table for you. Once again, our, quote, our poll question at Hardest the ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. What have you learned about your kids since all of you have been home the past few weeks? We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. First responders, we're dedicating our Throwback Thursday playlist to you. So just uh, tweet us and let us know what you want to hear. And you can also answer our question. And you can do that on the phone as well. What have you learned about your kids since all of you have been home the past few weeks? Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Artie in Brooklyn. Hey, Artie, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry, what's going on? What's up, Artie? I learned that uh, my, my 17-year-old uh, likes to sleep. That's what I'm <laughs> All right, bad joke. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, I called because maybe you could explain to me. Anderson was, was uh, supposedly offered $40 million for four years. Mm-hmm. And he took... $20 million for two years for Panthers. Now, I don't want to say the Panthers are not as good as the Jets, but right now with the camp situation, everything like that, new coach, I'm thinking he has a chemistry already. He already knows the Jets. $40 million in math class is more than $20 million. What the heck? I don't understand. What happened? You got me, Artie. I, when I saw <laughs> that, I was shocked. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You wait, because here's why I was shocked about it, Artie, and you understand this. Every player wants stability. Okay, right. so if they're offering you a four year forty million dollar contract and you leave right. for a two year twenty million dollar contract, either right. you think that you can get more money in two years, that you'll go yeah. your ball out in Carolina and you get more money and you'll be able to come back as a free agent and get you know, a higher pay 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 right. raise. Rather than to stay here for four years. Yeah, but if he went to the Jets and said, listen, yeah, I don't know about this four years thing. Give me $20 million for two years like he did with the Panthers. You think the Jets would say, nah, we're giving you $40 million. too bad. 
right? <laughs> no, Artie. I, I mean, listen, at that price, I think they would have signed him. Yeah, I just, I, I think I they just don't signed understand. Him. Yeah. All right, that. Larry. Thanks. Man. All right, thanks, Artie. It's either that or it's he's not real happy with the way the offense was run. It's, it's got it's one of the two things. Either he feels he can get more money, so he'll ball out after the second year in Carolina, or he's just not happy with the way the offense is run here. It's got to be one of those two things. Because I'm just saying nobody, nobody in that scenario would do it that way. It just it just it makes no sense. It just doesn't. Spike's in Jersey. Hey Spike, you're next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Good evening, Brother Larry, and a shout-out to my first responder, my kid. And uh, he's a police officer, as you know, and uh, mm-hmm. doing the best we all can under these conditions. And I told uh, the case show today, I called in because those guys were hurt and they needed to hear something. And um, I think I got through to them. I got a lot of responses. And we're all in this together. This could have passed. We've been through enough. You know that. We're CCNY yes. guys, you know. That's right. We're not going to give in to this, but um, I've noticed, I take my uh, walk, I'm very careful. I live in a very isolated area, so, you know, pretty much alone, and uh, get my exercise in. And uh, if I see something, I say something. And if everyone sees something and says something, hate to be so serious, but these are serious times. Mm-hmm. And we have to stick together and do something nice for someone else every day. I know you can't touch. I know you can't. You have to be isolated, but you can help someone even older than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. it's right. uh, it's a good feeling. I've been doing that all my life, as I'm sure you have, and yes. uh, that's why right. we get along. But uh, on on a note for the program, uh, to contribute to your program, I know my nephew will call later. Up, I catch him in the morning. He's mm-hmm. been in a good mood. He's busy. Um, you guys collectively at this station and I've spoken to, to Tim about it. It's just amazing. I know you're doing it remotely. I don't care if you're on Mars. That was only sis trunk, right? That's right. University of Mars. Anyway, uh, you guys are doing a big service and I think it's therapeutic for you too. I really do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Sure. And, absolutely. and um, you just have to dig in and wait until it passes and, and analyzing it, and you can only watch so much of the news on it. You want to be informed, but it's so concentrated in this area. It's, it it, it's going to move. It'll move away from us first, and then we've got to help the people in the other areas. But uh, on, on another note, and I thank you for the time always. It's always good to talk to you. Good to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the, the people that call in uh, are helping the host, and the host are helping the people. And if everybody just exponentially took that one step further, one yeah. step further, and help yeah. someone else, we'll beat this thing, and baseball will be back, and all the sports will be back, and uh, I, we're going to learn something big time from this. I'm telling you, we're going to learn about a whole new way of life, and it may You're be right. a blessing in disguise. I'm a silver lining guy, so I count my blessings. I got problems, you have problems, we all deal with them, and we have mm-hmm. each other. So I thank you with that, and have a wonderful evening. You too, Spike. Thanks for checking in, my friend, and, and those words. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's about forwarding, taking taking a, a good deed and paying it forward. And that's what most people are doing. There's always some. There's always one or two who aren't doing the right thing. 
but most of us are. And that's why, that's why you're starting to see in a, in a number of cases, you know, things changing slowly, but surely things are changing. Kiernan is in the Garden State. Hey, Kiernan, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Larry? What's up, man? All right, so I've learned. I don't have a kid yet, but I've learned my brother. Shout out, Big D. I know he's. I know he's listening right now. I've learned he's really bad at math. Let me tell you. Oh, so you're gonna help him out? I have to. Don't know what he'd do without me. There you go. Yeah. Good job out of you helping him out. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Tom Brady move to Tampa. I thought I thought for sure he was going to LA promote TB12 and all that stuff. Hmm. Why Tampa? Because they gave him the money he wanted. <laughs> Very simple. Yeah, but Tom Tom Brady's never been about money, right? He's been taking salary cuts to help out the and team. And that's why and he's and that's why Kieran and thanks for the phone call. He's about money now because he took all those salary cuts to help salary cuts to help New England. Years and years. And now he knows he's at the back nine of his career. He understands. He knows he's only got a couple of years left. And so he wants his money. And I don't know that maybe that was promised to him when he took less money during those seasons that he did, when he could have gotten more money, that he took less money so the team could win. See, that's why I've always, and people always applaud that. And I understand it. It is the ultimate sacrifice. I remember when Magic Johnson did it. I remember when numerous athletes have taken less money. All right. So that, oh, this way the team can be better. The team can, this will help the team. And so I understand the sacrifice. I understand the idea behind it. But let's be honest. It is not the player's job. That's the general manager's job to make sure that the money is right. And you have enough money and you, and you are shrewd enough to make some moves. So it always, now, once again, if there was a scenario where they were told, okay, Tom, here's what we're going to do for you, partner. You do this. We'll get you on the back end. The last contract, the next contract you come up, we'll give you what you want. They didn't do it. And it's probably, it probably wasn't the, the dollar amount, but the years. Okay. I would think that Bill Belichick doesn't want him for more than a year. I would think that Bill Belichick is ready to move on. I would think that Bill Belichick is saying, okay, I don't think that he's going to give me two or three years. I don't think he's good enough to give me two or three years at the competitive level that I need, that I expect. So I'm going to move on from him. That's, that's the scenario, I think. And so now you go to a team in Tampa who's got outstanding receivers, who's got depth at tight end, who's got a nice running back, who has a solid defense, and they're making some moves to make that defense even better. And he's got a chance to turn that franchise around. Now, is he going to give them a Super Bowl? I don't think so. I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon. But I do think he'll be in a position where he can teach them how to win where he's there as a Super Bowl MVP, as a guy who's got six rings. He can set up the culture there. And with Bruce Arians, he can do some offensive things, and Bruce is ready to work with him on the offense, that he can make it comfortable for him to be able to be successful and move that team forward. So I do think that that is the reason why Tampa was the place. Why he left New England? I really believe it was a situation where he was not happy with the, with the amount of years, not so much the money, 
but the amount of years that they wanted to offer him a contract. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. MTA, as people talked to us yesterday, you know, about making sure that we get to where we're going, those who are still working, who are not at home. We thank you. This is our way of saying thank you on this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We asked you at 1-800-919-3776 and also via Twitter, what have you learned about your kids since all of you have been home the past few weeks? So uh, John Mascari P. says, my daughter is tough and isn't afraid to stand up to her brother. She's seven. That means she's wearing her brother out. All right. And daddy's proud. Daddy is proud. <laughs> wearing her out. Now, uh, at Johnny Ace, I'm on day six of dealing with COVID. And I have to be honest, now that my wife is over it, I have one of the best support systems between my wife and my five-year-old Emma. She doesn't know the extent of what's going on, but she is a trooper. All right, hold on. She wanted to call her friend from school to make sure that they are mommy and daddy, that they and mommy and daddy were okay, so that when everybody gets better, she can have a play date with them. She's five, man, and that's amazing. And this is um, Johnny Ace who says, uh, if you don't know, I'm the guy who's been trying to get you on skates for the last four years. Yeah, he's been trying to get me to bust my behind uh, on skates. You know, with to, to the tune of uh, Shalimar's the second time around and stuff like that, you know. Uh, God bless you and your family. I hope all is well. I'm hoping that I'm on the tail end of this and everything should be getting back to normal. I hear you, Johnny Ace. Thanks for checking in, my friend. Uh, also, um, Kamacheka7. Forgive me if I mispronounced it wrong. I apologize. Here's what he learned about his kids. How they should gain an audition in Hollywood by being a chameleon where they act one way in school, but drive me nuts at home. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear from you. What have you learned about your kids the two weeks that you have been home? 1-800-919-3776, also via Twitter. Back to the phones. Darnell is in Asbury Park. Hey, Darnell, you're next on 98.7. What it do, Larry? What's happening, partner? My brother just called in. He actually just shouted me out. He said, shout out Big D. What do you think about that nickname, Big D? Well, listen, you know, listen, it's got to be good because it came from your brother. Yeah, the girls love it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I was originally going to talk about Tom Brady, but to talk about the XFL, you know, I I had to ask this question. So I've been thinking, right, what do you think about – so the worst team in the NFL plays the best team in the XFL, right? If the mm-hmm. XFL team wins, they play for the NFL for the, that season. What do you think about that? Would you watch it? I don't know, Darnell. Thanks for the phone call. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure that I would um, because I don't think, to be honest, I don't, with all due respect to most of the talent in the XFL, I don't think the full competition, the full talent, the full team would have the same talent comparable to a, to even a bad NFL team. Because when you look at the National Football League right now, as crazy as it seems, there are probably maybe I would say uh, six or seven plays in a game. That's the difference between winning and losing. And if the talent, if, if the 
caliber of talent is not right. If you have a receiver that can't make a play for a quarterback, because no quarter, as great as quarterbacks are, I don't care who they are, nobody throws the perfect pass every single time they throw it. You've got to have receivers that make a play for you sometimes, that help you out. And so if you don't have that talent, it's going to be hard for you to win. And so the difference between the best team, obviously there's great teams. But if you take that second tier of teams between the the best of those teams and the worst of those teams, it's probably, like I said, maybe about five or six different plays in the game. That's that's how close they are. Uh, Valentino's in Brooklyn. Hey, Valentino, you're next on ninety eight seven ESPN. How you doing, Mr. How you doing, Mr. Hunt? Thank you for having me, sir. I hope you and your family is well in these difficult times Thank that you, we're sir. dealing with, sir. I have a statement, if you are, uh, if you will, sir, uh, about the children uh, being at home. Uh, you know, Mr. Hunt, you're a working man. I'm a working man. Hardesty. Uh, uh, yes, a lot of times, you know, you're working, I'm working, the wife may be working, and the children in school. And you really don't get that quality of time that you're getting at this time. And if you don't know your child, it's a time where you can sit at the table. You can get to know your child. You can ask them questions. You can have a family bonding. You can become unified in a lot of things. I think it's a bad situation, but it's a great time for us to re- revisit some values and core values of family, what we've kind of lost and gotten away from. So I, I just want to encourage all those people that's out there saying, oh, my children is home and find it to be a, a hard thing to deal with. No, it's a great thing. Talk to your son. Talk to your daughter. Bond together. Learn each other. Sit around. Do certain things that allow the family to get stronger and not weaken this time. Because this is what we need today, strong family. You know You're what right, saying? Valentino. You're absolutely right. Thanks for the phone call and, and the powerful words. You're right. And this is an opportunity. And that's why I'm really kind of asking because this kind of tells me what, you know, kind of gives me an insight into what, what you guys are talking about, what you guys are doing, how you're interacting, how, what, you know, what games you're playing, what, what, how you're mixing the education in. Maybe you, maybe you got them doing some work around the house. You know, maybe, maybe you got them helping you do some things. You know, it, it, it's interesting to see just what that, what that bond is like now. Uh, a couple of, I, I was watching a, a father and his two daughters out kicking the soccer ball around today. I mean, that that's what it's about. It's about bonding. It's about conversation. And I'm curious about some of the teenagers you got in the house. What are you learning about them? We understand about the young kids, but what are you learning from the teenagers? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Charlie's in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Hey, hey, hello. Hey, Larry, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Charlie. What's up? Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I kind of freeze. I, 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 I kind of froze for a moment. So, uh, well, uh, Larry, a few points. Uh, first, quick on the Giants. Mm-hmm. What the hell? What are they? What are they? What the hell? What the hell? What are, what are they doing? Signing this to XFL clown to a two-year deal. Dude was a clown. Are you serious? Larry, are you kidding me? But he's related to Darrell Revis, Charlie. I don't give a, I don't give a whatever, Larry. Whatever the Giants do, they are stupid to do that kind of thing. Just absolutely dumb. He always does an interview, stupid, uh, like a, a dumb interview, whatever. I don't know what the Giants are thinking. 
Yeah. I hear you. Well, Pro they're phone. just trying to get some depth, my friend. That's all. They're, they're, it's uh, they're not costing them anything. They're just rolling the dice. Two years are absolutely <laughs> I have no clue. But in terms of baseball, I know Manfred talked about yesterday. Talked about, I mean, the fact that sucks that. I mean, it, today, it, it hit me today, Larry, because mm. today was supposed to be opening day. Garrett Cole on the mound. We talk about, you know, because, Larry, I can't wait. I can't, I'm starving for baseball and can't wait for hopefully soon to be started because mm-hmm. the last game that I saw was game six that all that, you know, the, the, was that cheating Astros out to they hit that one mm-hmm. out of here. Ever since then, I've been waiting for baseball. So it sucks that I didn't have it today, but I think this whole April month is a wash and we'll mm-hmm. see come back in May, maybe hopefully June, around early June, I hope it early as Memorial Day comes starting, but I don't think this team. I don't think overall they're not going to play 162 games. I think that's no. too much. You can't no. make up double. I mean, every what, play nine games a week and have like three doubleheaders or something. No, that's not good. I think realistically they could play, you know, 110 games, maybe up to 20 if they want to make up doubleheaders and everything, and maybe at the end of the season it's supposed to end what end of the season ends in. September, well, end of September, then probably extend the stack regular season like week to 10 days to make mm-hmm. up those games. Then you start the postseason in mid-October. Then even you get to November, uh, the World Series, you could still have a chance to play even uh, in cold weather like here in New York oh, yeah. City. Because yeah, I, I sat out there in the cold weather. Because, You're right. It's not it's not conducive baseball weather. It's freezing sitting out there. But yeah, they could do it. But what happens, Charlie, if they don't get if it takes them, let's say, three weeks to get ready and they don't get a chance to start until the first week of July? Then what does that do? What does that do to your season? Oh, man, that's a tough question because I guess I don't want the I don't want the season to be canceled. Yeah, I know. You need somebody. You need something to serve the fans because we miss base. All us say baseball fans. As a Yankee fan, I miss baseball. That's my passion for the sports, and mm-hmm. can't wait for all, all the sports to come back. So I just can't wait. We just gotta wait. We just got to wait That's and it, hope Charlie. this thing. Hope this thing goes down. This COVID nineteen thing. I agree with you. Down. I agree with you. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Jay Blaze NYC has his own games going. Here's, uh, here's his scores. Yankees 5, Orioles 2. Garrett Cole, 7 and 2 thirds innings, 2 earned runs, 7 Ks, 2 walks, 91 pitches. Um, And the Yankees with 7 hits on those 5 runs and no errors. Mets, according to him, the Mets won 5-3. DeGrom, 7 innings, 1 earned run, 5 Ks, no walks, 86 pitches. The team, the Mets had 9 hits, but 1 error. Yeah, figures. Have to give the Mets an error, right? Jay Blaze, NYC. Got to give the Mets an error. Pete's in Brooklyn. Hey, Pete, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Larry. How's it going, man? Everything's good, partner. What's happening? Oh, not too much. Hey, I got a little uh, old-school hip-hop suggestion for you. All right, go ahead. Uh, it, you remember Dana Dane? This be I the do. death beat? If you sure. ever get a chance, it's on YouTube. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, good to me. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, – I found myself missing opening day myself mm. today. 
And uh, especially because the sun was so bright and beautiful here in the city. And, uh, you know, so many opening days, we get the fog and the rain and the wind and the cold. Yeah. So it was a bummer, man. That's, that's, man. So uh, I'm pretty sure the the Orioles would have beat the Yanks today, but whatever. You you think the Orioles would have beat the Yanks today? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it's only one game, so. Yeah, but not with Gary Cole. They weren't gonna beat him today. It might be him, might be them after the after the off day tomorrow. But they wouldn't have been. Yeah. I don't think they would have beat him today. So what are you doing now? You don't have baseball. What are you doing, Pete? In, in, in not having uh, sports. I'm working and uh, just trying to take a little walk every day and do the social distancing and uh, just trying to stick it out, man. I I feel like when the season starts, whenever it starts, they should just have a sprint. Like uh, if mm. it's a if it if it's an eighty game sprint or a hundred game sprint or whatever it is, like as many games as they can get in, you know, don't mess with the seasonal aspect too much. Just right, like right. start it at the starting line and go yeah. till it go till the playoffs, and then uh, that's how that's how it ought to be, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I agree, and I think that's what they'll try to do, Pete. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, for checking in. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I think that's what they'll try to do. The biggest problem for them is they just don't know, you know, when they're going to start. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you know, they have plans. They, they obviously would want to, uh, they want to have as many games as possible. That's clear. We know that. And they are, this is the thing. And it's so funny about Major League Baseball because, and it doesn't mean that other sports don't, respect their legacy or don't respect their records and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just, it, it's baseball. It, it, it's going to be weird. It, it's, it's not baseball, the baseball thing to have only play a hundred games. Oh, what are we going to do? Not, although it's happened previously, we know that on rare occasions, but it has happened. Be it a strike shortened season, be it some other issues, but still, it's just like it's the sanctity of the game. Isn't that really a? It's not representative of what baseball does. This is not a representative year about anything. Okay, this is this is going to go down as one of the worst pandemics ever, ever. Okay, I mean, think about this. There's no sports. <laughs> That's all you need to know. There's no sports. There's no live sports going on. Golf is shut down. Tennis is shut down. The major, all the, the major leagues are shut down. Soccer is shut down. That tells you all you need to know. So baseball, relax. Nobody's going to judge you on what you do this season. This is, this is rare. Okay. This is rare. So it's okay if you have what the NBA had in, in, in the strike shortened season of 99. You know, the fastest to 50 and, and we move on from there. It, it's going to happen. It's not you. All right. The epidemic dictates what's going on with this, with this squad, with this team, with this league. That's what's doing it. So if you have to take a step back and say, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play 65 games. And afterwards, but after those 65 games, we're going to have on in, we're going to have an incredible postseason lined up for you guys. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. You, there'll be people there that you expect and maybe there'll be people there that you don't expect. You know, that's the, that's the question. 
And so that's what needs to happen. Th- that That's what you're looking for. Okay? And for me, I'm not... Uh, here's the only thing I would say. I'm not looking forward to a neutral site World Series. I know, I know the Super Bowl does it. I got it. But I'm not looking for a neutral site World Series for possibly seven games. And I'm sure fans will make the trek. They'll try to get there and support their teams. But that, that's, that, that's, that, that doesn't, that doesn't move me whatsoever. It doesn't. It doesn't. Hey, a couple of minutes ago, I told you about some businesses in your community that are still open that want to serve you, especially restaurants and other small businesses. I got a couple for you. So get your pen, paper, and pencil ready. When I return, I've got two fabulous places for you to eat, and we'll get back to the phones and we'll check out what some of you have learned about your kids since they've been home the past couple of weeks. We'll do all that next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. I've really enjoyed uh, Valentino's comments and everybody's comments about what they've learned from their kids over the past couple weeks. And the reason why I enjoy that is because, you know, that's going to be the positive out of this just awful situation that we're in right now with this coronavirus. There's going to be conversations that have been held and will be held. There's going to be instances. There's going to be scenarios. There's going to be just the fact that you're there. That's really going to make a difference in your child's life. And I don't want to sound overly dramatic about this, but I really believe it. I really believe that you've, you've got the time right now. Okay, to sit and and just go back to, you know, when you watch those old shows on Nick at Night or MeTV or if you watch Blue Bloods and, you know, the, the family dynamic around the table that was so prevalent in when I was coming up and in some homes. Even today they have it, but most of the time because of economic situation, you've got one parent, sometimes both parents working and the kids have got their own lives and they're staying with friends or they're after school centers or stuff like that. And so you lose that conversation. You lose that touch. You lose that interaction. You lose stuff. And so often when you hear parents talk and they say, wow, I miss that. I don't know how I missed that. I, I don't know. That, that didn't ha- How could that have happened and I not picked it up? And sometimes it's that it's because you don't have that conversation. You don't have the time. As we jokingly say, life has gotten in the way. So that's the issue. So hopefully, you know, at this time, and yeah, there's some fun things about, you know, we chatted about it, about kids, you know, the, the battles that they have as far as, you know, possession and, you know, just, just what kids do. Okay. But. Uh, what Trey was talking about with his 20 year old, uh, niece, what, what, what others have talked about on Twitter about their, their teenage, uh, son or daughter. That's what, that's where the conversation is really, really important to find out what they're going through, what, 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 uh, they're interacting and what they're dealing with. 
pressures of making sure that, okay, now I, I really wanted to, this was going to be my year as a senior. I really needed this season to secure my scholarship. What am I going to do? So these are the conversations now that you get a chance to have. And if you don't have a real, you know, if you don't have the kind of openness or the kind of interaction that you'd like, now's a good time to try to start to have some kind of communication because ultimately that's, that's what's going to help you. It really is. So that, you know, those things are important. They, they really are. And, and so, like I said, that's what, um, that's what is going to be the difference in interaction with, with your young people. It, it is, it, it really is. And I hope, uh, I hope that it works out for, for folks that are, that are doing that. You know, I, I hope, I hope so. Mike, let's try Mike again in Southern California. You're next. What's up, Mike? Hey, good evening, Larry. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. What's going on? Hey, um, I just want to say thank you, brother. We, um, we're a little bit behind you guys as far as this whole virus stuff, but it's good to know that, uh, you know, I, I tune in every once in a while to the East Coast. I'm a Knicks fan on the West Side, so I, I got it hard enough as it is. But yeah, you, you're I, struggling. I, yeah, dude, it, it's rough. It's rough. But like, I hold my squad down. Never, never let them let me see me sweat. You know. But uh, I anyway, uh, I, I just want to say thanks, man. Uh, and not only that, but to the New York City folks who are out there fighting the good fight, to your governor. You know, who we, we literally were, we tune in. We're on quarantine right now, lockdown, but we tune in at 9, p, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that Governor Cuomo is going to be on around there. And, and he's really given us some kind of uh, peace of mind. So I just want to say thank you to the folks out there. You guys are doing amazing. And um, we're, we're, we're leaning on y'all and we're, we'll be waiting for results. And we're following you guys' example. So uh, y'all stay, y'all stay up and. We appreciate everything you're doing. So, uh, again, just thanks, brother. Hey, Mike, same to you and yours. Be safe. And, listen, hopefully, uh, thanks for the phone call, and hopefully we'll be able to, to solve this so you won't have to go through what we're going through because um, the stress is crazy, man. It's, it's, it's just crazy. It just really is. Mark's in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Larry, what's going on? What's up, partner? I just thought I'd holler before you get off the air. Yo, man, uh, you were mentioning about the kids, so I thought that I'd end, end this for me with something that just really kind of tickled me pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm chilling with my wife, and, and, and in the living room is my middle son, his fiance, and my youngest son. They're in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, ever since they were little, I'm able to catch them off guard by surprise like parents do, right? Uh-huh. So I'm listening, and I'm hearing, kill them. Kill him, shoot him, kill him, you know. And like, so me and my wife looked at each other, and I'm like, here they go. So I go in the living room, and they got one of these interactive games where they're playing with somebody in like China or somewhere, and there's these zombies, right? So they're shooting the zombies, and they're kill them, yeah, kill them. So I came in the room. And the zombies started shooting back against the, the player. <laughs> so every time the zombie shot the player, I was like, kill him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> and they fell out. <laughs> Chad, you're going for the, for the bad guys. I was like, but of course. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
Don't don't they know you always root for the underdog? Don't they know? I was rooting for the bad guys. Every time they shot them out, we just jump up gay, and they would just start cracking up. It was it was crazy. Kind of like along the lines of what happened with Trey. I get it. Yeah. But uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to holler at you, my friend, and all the rest of the ESPN family out there. Be safe and have a good evening. Uh, you too, Mark, and thanks for checking in with that. And, you know, that's that's what gets us through, ladies and gentlemen. It's, you know, finding humor, finding uh, little things to take out of this negative situation that we're in. But finding things that we can laugh at, finding things that put a smile on our face, finding and having great conversations that, you know, you learn about each other, even though you're in the same house. I had a friend of mine say today, you know what? I met a lovely, I met a lovely lady and she's been fabulous. And he said, I'm talking about my wife <laughs> because there's no sports. I really had the chance to talk with her and this has been great. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this edition of BSP in New York tonight. Nikki, Kyrie, thank you very much.